the threat of white supremacy looms large. A chilling sight in the nation's capital, a white nationalist group known as the Patriot Front. The leading white supremacist group. Motivated by racism, white supremacy, hatred of government, and immigrants. Life, liberty, victory. Life, liberty, victory. Growing concerns over white supremacy in America as President Biden issues this new warning about the threat that it poses. The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. The most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland from white supremacists. The most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today, white supremacy is terrorism. We have seen a rise in white supremacy. The number one threat to this country, domestic terrorism-wise, is white supremacy. Look at these guys. Where's the fat people? <laughs> How come they're all wearing the same clothes? What the f is this is that have you ever seen anything that looks more like feds tell me that doesn't look like feds right these were members of the hate group patriot front these were not antifa in disguise nor were they fbi members in disguise did any fbi agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of january 6th yes or no i can't answer that for me, it was surreal to watch the hearings and they're acting like I wanted to attack the Capitol. Then they omit the footage of us trying to stop people going in the Capitol. They really don't want us to talk about Ray Epps. Who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. We need to go into the Capitol! Fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. I'm the one who asked Merrick Garland. I showed him the tape of Ray Epps. I had to show it on an iPad for Merrick Garland to watch it, and then he refused to say how many feds were there. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. Feds, agents of the federal government, were not just there, but were also encouraging people to riot or go into the Capitol. That's exactly right. Federal agents encouraged the violence that day. And the government is openly organized to physically go to war with the American people and provide the false flags as a pretext, and then our civilization will descend into something that makes civil war sound like a walk in the park. I'm deleting the video. No, nope. you're not gonna touch nope. my phone. You're not taking a video of us. And I look, my mask down. I recognize you. Yeah, I know you do. So give me my phone. I'm deleting the video. And why are they wearing masks, by the way? Because like, they're cowards. Right. Or they're feds. Yeah. <laughs> See, high. Let's go. White supremacists are some of the biggest threats to the country, according to a new report from the Department of Homeland Security. The threat of violence by white supremacists is very real. The assault on black Americans has continued. Pay attention, folks, because this is a problem that we need to confront. This virus of, of hate and, and white supremacy and white nationalism in our country. Uh, is not done yet. And it's happening amid this unrelenting wave of white supremacist motivated mass murder. This is not gonna be the end of MAGA terrorism. This will only be the beginning. No matter how many times they push this conspiracy theory, this lie, it'll never become truth.
In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks, to June 10th, 2023. And we have a powerful, 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 powerful show today. Lots of information, lots of things to unpack, lots of things to expose. As you know, the entire premise of this show is to bring truth to light, give you strength in demonstrating non-compliance, and going toe-to-toe with the real enemies of the system and the real enemies of humanity that are attempting to capture our entire futures. And it's important for us to remember that and recognize that that is the entire fight for everything right now. There are no more sidelines that you can stand on. There's no more places that you can hide and run. The entire planet is being assaulted right now, whether it be from the massive fires going on in Canada, the giant coup happening with uh, the future president of the United States, Donald Trump, or whether it be Noah Harari talking about the extermination of the massive, massive, massive population uh, across the entire planet and utilizing bioweapons, biowarfare, food scarcity, energy manipulation, all of these things are being led and meant to create chaos because we are headed, and I think we are headed, and we are right there into the Great Awakening. This is the time that we read about, if you can research the real history books, of when the people rise up and bring out the pitchforks and start going after their captors. We no longer are cloaked and or enslaved to our systems, and the the most ignorant people are now starting to wake up and realize, and it's biblical, that the moment that we're going through. And they're starting to realize that we have to fight, not physically, but we just have to fight through information and break through this system. We need to break through the AI system. We need to, we need to re-engage in our humanity. And I'm seeing it everywhere. People are talking about homesteading and wanting to get off the grid and, and, and rekindle relationships with their families and reinstitute certain elements of what makes uh, America so great. <coughs> Excuse me. And what makes the foundation of everything. But it's not going to be easy, folks. We're headed into a World War III scenario. We're headed into a social warfare scenario that they're trying to ramp up with the LGBTQ nonsense in which we had a giant victory uh, as of last night in regards to that. Clackamas County, I believe, the library, was trying to host a drag show. And a lot of the county representatives and people um, in charge of that uh, let me see. It was the Occupy Drag Queen Story Time. So they were going to try to do a Drag Queen Queen Story Time. And as of yesterday, the Story Time in the Tigard Public Library uh, was set to be in June 11th, which is tomorrow. They're canceling it due to threats of violence and safety of the community. Right? That just means that there is too much pressure 
And we are actively engaging these people and saying, no, not in our town, not in our libraries, not in our kids. We don't want you around. And I want to kind of emphasize the importance of this. So this was tied in. I know Washington County Republicans were involved and Clackamas County Republicans. And I know there were probably others that were involved, but I'm just demonstrating the power of these communities, the power of these counties, right? And in my next segment, I want to talk about Marion County in how and what we're doing and what our plans are for that, because there's a lot of good things that can happen at a local level. There's a lot of things that you can do as an individual to get involved in these communities and make a difference. And once we get engaged, once we are engaged, one, like Roger Stone says, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's addicting. Suddenly you won't want to just sit on the TV all day and watch Netflix and try to get away and disconnect. Being engaged is the real rush. It's the real uh, self-expression. It's the real fulfillment. Being engaged in your life and being engaged in humanitarian elements such as public service and doing things. There's nothing more fulfilling than doing that. Maybe raising your child, right? Watching them grow up, maybe something like that. But kudos to these guys for getting this canceled. Now, are we the cancel culture? No, we are not. Did we ask them to cancel? No, we did not. We simply were going to participate in their event and expose them for what they were doing. But there's too much light. There's too much light shining on these people to where they had to cancel. Because they want to operate in the dark. They want to corrupt your children where you don't see it. They want to corrupt your children in ways that you don't recognize it. Because the minute that you recognize it and you stand up, boom, it's canceled. Boom. That's all it is. So we're captured, folks. We're captured, but we're fighting, we're fighting back. And bravo and kudos to you guys because it's a, that's a great victory happening. Another great victory, uh, which a lot of you may not see it, is the Recall Saul uh, event that, uh, that, that was going on last weekend in Madras, where all the counties got together. I think there were 24 counties, 21 or 24 counties that, uh, that actually showed up, and we voted uh, to recall Solomon U. Now, a lot of you say, well, he didn't get recalled. And if you haven't been following it, we needed a two-thirds vote in order to actually recall uh, this guy that's been in office forever. He's tied into the Kerry McQuiston group. He's got his little minions tied in, capturing all the little counties and running the chairs of the counties and basically running interference and not allowing a collaborated effort. So I'm going to get into that in the next segment. I really want to talk about it um, because it demonstrated the power of the people. We only lost by eight votes, eight votes away from two thirds majority of voting this guy out. That means that we have an awake population, but we need to press in and move forward. Right. And there's some other elements that I want to get into in regards to that. But the reason that I started this show, and I know I got on a tangent with this white supremacist nonsense rhetoric that's going around, is because we are in prime real estate for false flags to be happening and be blamed on good patriot people that are simply trying to expose the tyrants that have captured our country and captured our counties and captured our state. The the people that are exposing it that pose a threat to the people that conducted the coup, to the captors of our systems in the DAs, in the counties, in the state libraries, the city libraries, 
in the county chairs, all of these people, the good hearted people that are simply trying to restore the republic are now the number one threat in the country to this established coup that they're trying to solidify. And so the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to set up a way to come after you for being engaged, for speaking out and everything else. Why do you think the rhetoric's speaking up? Why do you think they're indicting Trump? Why do you think that half of uh, Quebec is on fire and it mysteriously started just overnight in a giant area? Fires don't move that fast, folks. Fires don't move that fast. So they're trying to ramp everything up to create more chaos. Now there's like a spotted aliens spotting, sighting. (laughs) I mean, it's all part of the plan to distract you, to create fear. But if you understand that it's simply getting engaged, instead of turning your back, turning your face and hit these people head on, they do not know how to contend with you when you hit them head on. They are used to operating in the shadows and in the dark. And when you stare at them confidently with information, with facts on your side, with confidence, with groups behind you, they don't know what to do. Because they're used to doing things in an empty room. The minute you fill up the room is the minute that they don't know what to do. Because they have their minions and that's it. But they're not going to convince us that creating transgender you know, exposure to kids is a good thing. They're not going to convince us that putting homeless people in a camp somewhere is a good thing. And taking all of our taxes and using it to do that is a good thing. They're not going to convince us that the cartels giving Shamia Fagan $10,000 a month in cash is a good thing. But the minute that we understand it and we expose it is the minute that they get scared. And they are running scared right now, folks. They know their time is very limited. And so we're in this tiny window that we have until the real chaos really starts to take off and they're going to start rounding people up and blaming everybody, all the good people, the good people that's your neighbor. You're like, I didn't know that that guy was secretly, you know, a white supremacist or anything. The reality is, is that he's not. They're using it to divide us and they're using it to distract us and give us an excuse for them to run their three-letter agencies against good-hearted American people. And it's time to wake up. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Non-compliant America, 1220 AM, 104.3 KSLM. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10. It's your host, Joshua Michael. Thanks for joining back. Second segment. And I hope that you are enjoying your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day and this beautiful weather here. Um, It is honestly a fascinating time to be alive. And I'm extremely honored to be bringing this information to you. Uh, My goal is to expose truth, expose uh, all the corruption going on and allowing us to restore this public. This, this republic so in that further ado i've been digging in i know we've kind of been talking about a lot of local stuff going on with the recall saw movement and kind of what's going on with that and you know i did talk about 
we did have some great victories in association with that. Uh, by victories, I mean we are now exposing and we are now getting on our feet and starting to walk um, toward the system and restoring our system. And so even though we didn't, didn't get the two-thirds majority, we let them know that their time is limited because the vote is coming up to re-vote for him in uh, February, I believe, is the vote uh, locally for Solomon Yu, and he needs to get more than 51% in order to to win, not two-thirds. So, you know, we we almost got two-thirds to vote him out. So I, I it, it'll be interesting to see what Joel Pulowski and Carrie McQuiston and her mom and all these people, what they're going to be doing between now and then to try to put pressure on these counties. So we're going to be on watch for them and we're going to see what kind of shenanigans they're going to be pulling. And if you guys aren't following exactly what's going on, um, that's fine. I don't expect you to know who all these people are. I'm just giving you some pre preface of who the players are that we're looking at as being the head of the problems of the Republican Party, right? And how deep-rooted they are. And I saw it in Madras, 100%. So a couple interesting points in regards to Marion County. Let's dive into Marion County. I know a lot of we've been talking about a PCP, and becoming a PCP is so important because that allows you to vote on the head chairs of your counties, and you guys can vote on things that your county Republican Party is doing. If you're not a PCP, you can't vote. So if you want to become one, which we're getting a lot of interest, a lot of interest by real grassroots good people that want to get involved, write me at jm at noncompliantamerica.com or follow me at Twitter at noncompliantus. Find me if you have questions, if you need the form, if you need to know how to do it, get a hold of me because this is the fight that we need. We need to restore, if we can restore Marion County, Polk County, and these other counties like they've done with Clackamas County and Washington County is making some good progress and headway. And there's a ton of great, great counties, but there's still some really corrupt small counties too. And so, but we're going to stick to what we can focus on. So I want to focus on Marion County right now. And the head of the Marion County uh, Republicans is, uh, the head chair is Joel Pulowski. Right. And so we're putting a lot of pressure on Joel because Joel's not really performing to his duties of what he should be doing as the head chair. And there's a huge list of examples, but I'm going to lay off just a couple of them. So this guy is the guy that supposedly doing the constitutional carry thing, um, which virtually has no support. It's basically, you know, if they're not going to focus on the 114 uh, trial, which just ended yesterday, and, uh, you know, kind of get involved in that sense. They think they're, that Oregon's going to pass a constitutional carry. It's nonsense. We haven't won the gun debate yet, and we're in the fight of it. But if they're not willing to get in the, in the trenches with all of us fighting this actual gun debate, we're not going to focus on the constitutional carry. All it is is a signature gathering element where they're trying to gather a bunch of signatures uh, probably for a run that Kerry McQuiston's going to be doing in the near future, whether it be Secretary of State or something like that. But they want your information, just like Facebook wants your information, just like just like uh, Instagram wants your information, just like Google wants your information. They all want your information because they're able to either sell it and or market to you for whatever nonsensical campaign that they're doing. And we saw this a lot with different. Uh, outerling Trump organizations or Republican groups that claim to be in Trump's camp. 
Do you remember this during 2015, 2016? They were just, oh, Trump's this. There were pictures of Trump and everybody was like, okay, that must be the Trump campaign. And it actually wasn't the Trump campaign, but they got your signature and then they started marketing to you. Then they started pushing different candidates kind of through there and churching them up like they're Trump representatives or Trump appointed people or, you know, Trump endorsed this and that and just kind of marketing off of his name. Same thing's happening with this constitutional carry thing. They simply just want to get your information. So I'm not supporting it right now. Yes, it sounds great. It's a great idea, but we all know for what it really is. And we also got that confirmation from Kevin Starrett from Oregon Firearms Federation. He said this is simply just a, uh, 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 information data gathering operation because he's got no support from Joel Pulowski or Kerry McQuiston. When have they been verbal about Measure 114 and talking about how unconstitutional it is? Where have they supported any of these things? Okay, but I digress. So Marion County Chair, this is, this is the guy that's supposed to be in charge of Marion County. Now, he's been quiet on 114. He's been quiet on 2002. B. He hasn't said anything. Crickets. In every account. Right? But what was interesting, in Madras, at the Solomon U recall... Joel Pulowski and his people, his little minions that he's got, they were very active in trying to jam up that process and speak out against it. And they were very attentive and very concerned about doing this. And if you know that Joel's been talking about, well, we don't want to waste all of our time on this recall. We want to focus on local issues. We want to focus on school boards. We want to focus on all of this. When the reality is, is they haven't been endorsing any of the school board stuff. They haven't been supporting any of it. And I'm going to give you an ex- some example, right? Uh, so this is a huge list, but uh, six months since leadership was elected, he's been elected. We've had critical school board elections, Democrat legislation pushing radical agendas with hundreds of bills. There's last minute calls for demonstrations, Republicans, Senate walkouts. And do we hear from the Marion County chair leadership? Nothing. Crickets quietly and peacefully chirping. The Marion County uh, Republican Party never uses the contacts handling. So basically, every time anybody goes to any one of these meetings, they are gathering our names, phone numbers, and emails. Have you ever gotten an email from the Marion County Republican Party talking about, hey, we got on May 15th, we got some big Christian ministry organization demonstrating on the Capitol steps. Did we hear anything from the Marion County Party? No, we did not. So what's really going on? And I want to get into this on the next segment. What is he really doing? And what is Joel Pulowski actually serving? And who is he actually serving? We'll be right back. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. All right, welcome back, folks. We're here to hold our leaders accountable and hold the people that are in charge accountable uh, for us and the wills and the wishes of the people. Now, Oregon is blue. We all know that. But is it really? I look around. I see nothing but great good-hearted American people that are simply trying to do good, but they're being snuffed out by the leaders 
of the Republican Party, and some of them, not all of them, right? And we're just focusing on Marion County right now because Marion County is the hub. It's the capital of the entire state. And what a precedent would it set if we can get some good leadership in there? So as a leader, it's important to be held accountable as a leader, right? And if you want to make change and if you want to be the voice and the face and everything else, you need to represent the people and the people's will and the people's wishes. And the people are actively out there all the time, beating on doors, knocking on doors, gathering signatures, trying to do good things, trying to raise awareness, trying to fight the Salem school boards, right? Trying to expose things, trying to do all of that. Don't you think as the leader of the Republican Party that you should be uh, being a catalyst or a voice or a, a lightning rod for these people to get exposed? And the way that you do that is through emails, marketing, exposure, talking about it at these big events, talking about it at all the events. But uh, instead, we're not seeing that. So what is the Marion County Republicans? What are they actually doing? You know, what's the head chair guy actually doing, you know, besides coming up to me after the recall and, you know, trying to be all tough and get in my face. <laughs> I mean, you know, besides filing a false police report against one of the Marion County PCPs, besides that, and then also protecting and burying, carrying the water for Solomon U, what is he really doing? That's a good question. Because, you, Joel, you, you said, hey, what questions? If you got any questions, you could come ask me. Ask me. Well, okay, so, so that, that's a good question, Joel. What are you actually doing as the Marion County Chair? What are you actually doing? And I know a lot of you guys aren't following this and everything else, but this is important. These are important questions to ask. So maybe you should ask as a listener, maybe you should ask Joel uh, with his two emails that he has. Uh, write him and ask him, you know, what is he doing? How come you didn't do this? How come you didn't do that? And there's a great list. I'm going to post it on the show today, uh, kind of going over that. And I don't really want to talk about this anymore, uh, you know, because it's just, it's kind of a moot argument, you know, but we get, we get, we get what's really going on, right? And, and kind of the bigger picture of things happening locally, for those that don't understand, is the Solomon U element of this whole equation is Solomon U is now girlfriend or whatever with Carrie McQuiston and those two plot together and they go to these counties and they, they find little people that they can corrupt, co-opt, make promises. Maybe I don't know what kind of secret meetings that they're doing or anything else, but there's just this weird cult kind of capturing some of these counties to where even though Solomon's not good for the party, even though Solomon doesn't do anything for the party, there's people still defending him like he's Jesus. And it's a weird thing because even they cannot say the good things that he's done. Even he couldn't go on and say the good things that he's done. And when he had a chance to do that, yeah, he talked about it, but really he brought on Bill Currier, which nobody likes anymore, right? He's a swamp creature. And he brought on all these swamp creatures that defended Solomon and said he's great. Even Charlie Kirk, Charlie Kirk, the pathetic, low-rating Charlie Kirk uh, defended Solomon Yu. So what kind of reach-around had to be done in order to make that happen? And what is the, what are they really a part of? So all I saw in this whole thing are who the people that are co-opted, right? And it's like the Democrats. They're operating just like the Democrats. 
And let me give you another example. During that event, when we showed up, uh, which we had our lovely, wonderfully made uh, Recall Saul shirts, which was amazing because I sat two tables away from Carrie McQuiston <laughs> and she was staring at me and she, she, uh, she saw my shirt, which has Recall Saul really big. And she was looking at me the whole time. And during the testimony that they were giving, talking about how pathetic Solomon was and is, uh, she, she was, her head was going to explode folks. I mean, I should have had some popcorn. It was amazing. Um, but anyways, long of the short. Uh, so these guys and the McQuiston group uh, posted something on their Facebook, which I don't know why anybody's on Facebook anymore, but they are, you know, just shows how irrelevant, you know, some people are. So it says, well, the PCPs are, and some of the delegates are representing us in Madras. I'm curious to know what county they're from. The ORP is turning into the KKK, Democratic Racist Nonsense. And it's because we had a, uh, is a rodeo dummy with a recall Saul shirt on the back of the truck. Awesome. Awesome. It was great. Uh, but, it, but leave it to the racist tactics and the Democratic tactics. This is what the Democrats do is for somebody that they do not like or they do not agree with, what do they do? They immediately call him a racist. Now, these guys are supposedly Republicans doing this, saying this about other Republicans, right? But there was a bunch of stuff that kind of went in and led up to this. They said we were using rules for radicals, uh, tactics, when in fact they are using rules for radicals, tactics, accusing us for things that they are doing that's a rules for radicals tactic. That's what the Democrats do. That's what communists do. Straight out of the communist manifesto. So how is it that these people are acting, and I'm not saying they are, but if they're acting that looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, then what is it? Well, you could pretty much say that it is a duck. Could you not? So these people acting like communists and doing things that communists do, doing tactics that come straight out of the communist manifesto, I'm not saying that they are, but how interesting is it that they're doing those things? Are they doing it by accident, coincidence, or intentional? I don't know. You be the judge, folks. But I want to digress off of this, and I want to really uh, focus on that local element and get you guys up to date with what's going on and where the fight is. Because honestly, we can talk about the Trump indictment. We can talk about all this stuff and everything else. It, it's great. It's good to talk about. It's good to expose. But we all know what it is. It's an attack on us. An attack on Trump is an, an attack on us. And I don't think he's our demigod, end-all, be-all, right? But this is, a, this is probably the 150th attack of, oh, big news, big news, big news. Now, there's a conspiracy that I think, uh, you know, is Trump part of this or is the deep state actually going after him, right? Are they using it to prop up his numbers and force our hand into be making him become the primary delegate for Republican Party? Because that's all that this is doing. It's just pushing anybody that's on the fence toward Trump. And there's people that are like, oh, yeah, I can't be around that guy. He's too, too controversial. Even though all this stuff's happening to him, all the attacks are happening on him. 
Now, are they intentional? I don't know. But it just seems so constant, right? So many things, so many things. Oh, this is the one. This is the one. And now the new talking point is he's going to be wearing an ankle bracelet when he's getting elected. (laughs) But I mean, what are they going to do? They can't. The guy is like winning in all the points. Now, the other element that I want to talk about is Robert F. Kennedy. I really like him. I think he is exposing things the way Trump exposed things in 2015. RFK is now exposing things on the element. He's talking about big pharma. He's talking about the effects of shots and all vaccines, not just the COVID vaccine, all of them and how dangerous they are and how there's links to autism and all the nonsense that they try to snuff out and everything else. We now see that their motives and intentions tied in with the vaccines on how dangerous they really are. So I really like that because Trump isn't talking about that. So is Trump controlled opposition? I don't think so. I think he's a true threat to the system because he's his own man, right? And he does his own thing. They need to snuff him out. But in, in return, all these indictments are doing, all this nonsense is doing is hardening his base, giving him a bigger victory lap for the future, but they're not going to stop him. They're not going to stop what's going on. Um, but in regards to RFK, I really like the direction that he's headed. And I really, he's more hardcore than Trump to me. And he's got a bone to pick with the deep state operations and the deep state people that are trying to corrupt him. And uh, they've killed, I mean, dude, they killed his dad they, and they assassinated his uncle. I mean, it doesn't get any more personal than that. And how fascinating is it that he's a Kennedy and he's a Democrat? And so he's red pilling so many Democrats right now and they're short circuiting and they don't know what to do because RFK is sounding like Trump did in 2015 as far as being edgy and truthful, but he's so much more hardcore, so much more educated and so much more focused that I like him a lot and I think he's great. And I'm not, I'm not just like all Republican, all Democrat, just all in, you know, yay, I'm going to vote for them just because they have an R next to their name. No, folks, that's what our parents did. That's what our grandparents did. And that's how we got into this mess is because we have moles in the Republican Party that are taking advantage of ignorant people that just vote because they have an R next to their name. You can't vote like that. You have to digest these people. You have to vet them out. You have to. Because that's how we restore the republic, is we get good people with good leadership skills and good vision and good path. Whether they have an R or D next to their name, I don't care, right? I think that's ignorant to do that. But again, thanks for listening. We'll be right back. We got one more segment coming up. Me and my buddy, we make it all of this money. Yeah, I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching us lagging. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money. Welcome back, folks. What a phenomenal time to be alive, isn't it? What is amazing. I'm honored and I'm blessed to be here today. Before we went to break, we were talking about different elements, uh, the things and reasons that I like about RFK. 
Now, a lot of you say, well, we can't trust him. You know, he's a Democrat. He's controlled opposition. He's another Bernie Sanders, right? Because Bernie Sanders, again, uh, had kind of that grassroots vibe. And some of the Bernie people, not the Bernie bros, the diehards, uh, but some of them were very smart and they're very educated and they had great points uh, in regards to what their argument is, what they'd like to see for the future. Now, the socialism crap, like, I, I don't believe that that's the path to get there, but these aren't dumb people. Like, they're they're not just blindly leading the blind, right? They, and, and you guys know this, like a lot of the Bernie people. And what happened, what pushed, I believe, what pushed Trump over the edge in 2016 were the Bernie people. I mean, Bernie was having 100,000 people at his events. And when he endorsed Hillary at the last moment that turned so many people off. I think a lot of those people went and voted for Trump. Right. And that's what pushed him over. And they just, it was an unstoppable force. Now, was it intentional? I don't know. Is any of this stuff intentional? I don't know. Is this meant to uh, distract us? Absolutely. It's all part of the distraction because we're waking up and that's ultimately the whole element behind all of this is to distract us. You know, there was an alien landing supposedly in Las Vegas that a bunch of people saw everything else. There's a giant, giant fire going on in Quebec. Nobody's talking about that. And nobody's also talking about the Ohio train derailment with the thousands and thousands and thousands of gallons of toxicity that is literally poisoning people that are still living there. But nobody's talking about it. And it's just, it's just a blip. Oh, oh, yep. It's a blip. It's a blip in the thing. It's a blip in the radar, uh, and it's uh, and it's over. But you know, things are happening so fast. But we're waking up so fast, and uh, you know, it's just it's good to recognize within all the chaos, because uh, understand, you know, the media, even me myself, is meant to get you to focus on things and distract you from your life in certain degrees. My big element is I want to get you to think. I think the most important tool you can have is thinking and having faith, right? And that will lead you and guide you in the path of righteousness and truth. And that will allow you to open yourself up to the world, to see the world in a, a way that represents humanity. Because I really think that that's under attack right now. And it's very biblical, the times that we're living in. How amazing is it that... Uh, we've been handed a book that has foreseen all of these revelations that have are being exposed. How beautiful is that? That we've been blessed to be able to have that guide and have God walk with us on this path and on this journey. We're not going to figure everything out. We're not going to have all the answers. But we'd be blessed to know that God is on our side and make sure that we're walking with God. Um, and so it's just honored. It, I'm just very honored um, to be here and be blessed with that. Now, Justin Trudeau in Canada with these fires, because this is a big topic too, uh, there's a arson that is definitely happened uh, up there, and they're using it for a catalyst uh, for the Canadian FEMA, a Canadian version of FEMA. Now, these are the type of false flags that we need to be on the lookout for, but there's a great Greg Reese report that kind of breaks it down, and I want you to take a listen. 
During the most catastrophic forest fires in all of Canadian history, experienced local firefighters are being sidelined. Retired forestry technician Peter McIsaac put together an experienced team of firefighters, contacted the government, and offered to volunteer their support. As things progressed last week and buildings were burning and, and uh, people were being evacuated, I realized that, can that uh, Nova Scotia had a resource of retired uh, technical staff that were experts at fighting fire. I called some of these guys up and I put together a crack team. On the first team I put together, we had close to 200 years of experience of fighting fires here in the, uh, the Acadia region. And our own government passed over an opportunity to hire a team of professionals to come in and help them. Our team stayed on standby, hoping that we'd get a call all week. And that call never came. So if you lost your house and fires remained out of control, when a politician looks you in the eye and says, we did everything we could, they're lying to your face. While the government lets Canada burn, they blame climate change. But other than all the fires, nothing significant has changed. And the massive amount of wildfires just started a few years ago. So what happened? Over 90% of wildfires are caused by humans, and many of them are intentional which is known as arson. During the surge of wildfires along the west coast of the United States a few years ago, several people were arrested for arson, including a 41-year-old man who admitted to starting 11 fires. Security cameras show people's houses being set on fire. A homeowner caught an arsonist dressed in all black and a member of black-clad terrorist organization Antifa was arrested for arson in Washington state. Just months before the 2020 wildfires, Extinction Rebellion published a poster with a burning forest and the words, declare a climate emergency. And in Canada, in 2021, a woman was charged with 32 counts of arson connected to numerous wildfires in Northeast Alberta. Last year in British Columbia, a 42-year-old woman was arrested and charged with four counts of arson. And this year, there is much more. In Alberta, the RCMP are searching for a suspect after a fire broke out in Grand Prairie. The suspected arsonist was reportedly wearing all black. The RCMP's serious crime branch, the Forestry Crimes Unit, have been investigating multiple wildfires and arsons, and a 29-year-old man has been charged with 10 counts of arson. In Nova Scotia, the RCMP believe at least three of the fires in Pictou County were arson. Satellite imagery shows that on June 2nd, most of Southeast Quebec went up in flames at the same time, which demonstrates a highly coordinated arson attack. Somewhere between Wyoming and California, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate reportedly disappeared from a train. Ammonium nitrate can be used as an explosive, and it can also be used as an accelerant. On its own, ammonium nitrate will not burn under a flame, but mix it with sawdust, and it quickly ignites and burns everything it can. And now the federal government of Canada is creating a special national disaster response agency, their very own FEMA. They create the problem and your reaction demands that they provide a solution. 
Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Powerful Greg Reese report. And it's important to recognize these are the types of things that you can't let the media distract you and you can't let the climate activists distract you into believing that it's, it's the climate or it's, you know, all this stuff. It's a man-made element, kind of like the man-made bioweapon that they said was natural that came from bats and that the vaccine is going to save you. It's that type of element that we need to be on the lookout for. But we are in the Great Awakening and we are witnessing an extremely powerful movement that's growing. I think they underestimated us when they locked everything down on how active of a population we're going to be. The catalyst is hardening. The base is hardening. They're being catalyzed and people aren't going to put up with it. Very proud to know you. Very proud to hear from you. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Have a wonderful week. We are only three weeks away from the 4th of July in celebrating our nation's birthday. Have a great, wonderful day. Again, reach out to me if you're interested in becoming a PCP, jm at noncompliantamerica.com.